most of these big gig opportunities that are game changers or potential game changers for you will come at the last minute and it's like tomorrow. A lot of the times you get your opportunity as a fill-in. A big message to all of you listening is you're only as good as you are right now. Don't procrastinate. Don't assume that, oh, I'm going to get an audition for a gig and I'll have like two months to practice and get ready for it. It's like, no. If you got the gig offer right now, could you do it as great as they would expect? You're listening to Music Growth Talks, the podcast for musicpreneurs with Andrew Apanoff. Hello everyone, Andrew Evanov here with a new edition of the Music Growth Talks podcast. We are having a conversation with the founder of Gemcard today, a very interesting social media platform for musicians, uh, an invitation-only network. Uh, most of you will not be able to create an account there just yet, but it's still very interesting and relevant. I will explain why in a second. But uh, Elmo Lovano, the founder and the guest of uh, today's episode, has a fascinating background uh, as a musician himself. We didn't talk too much about his past on this show, so I just wanted to mention that uh, he's been hustling in the music world since age 15, actually touring since age 15, and he has recorded and performed with the likes of Skrillex, Miley Cyrus, uh, Juliette Lewis, Christina Perry, Avril Lavigne, and many more. I'm linking to his social media profiles in the show notes, so check him out as an artist. And Jam Cards, of course, currently available only in three cities in the United States. Uh, it's Los Angeles, uh, Nashville and Atlanta. They're going to expand to more markets soon. And uh, once again, it's invite only. Uh, and it helps performing session freelance musicians get gigs and uh, play with A-list artists. And while the actual platform may not be available to many of you at this very moment, even for if you are in one of the cities named, uh, be sure to fill out the form and at least apply for an account. Uh, the information that Elmo has shared on this episode and the kinds of uh, uh, educational material they have uh, on their website and the YouTube channel is priceless. Uh, they have a series called How I Landed the Gig on the website and the YouTube cha channel. I'm linking to it and uh, it's something that we talked about with Elmo as well. Uh, some really interesting uh, background backstage stories from musicians. You don't get these kind of uh, insights from anywhere else really. So I recommend you checking out uh, the resources uh, uh, after you listen to this episode, of course, uh, because yeah, we, we we talk about a lot of uh, goodness with Elmo from building a funnel as a musician, uh, how to get discovered, how to use your social media profiles to attract the people looking for musicians, how to close a deal, uh, how you uh, want to be prepared to accept a deal uh, tomorrow, uh, the moment it comes, and uh, networking in physical and digital worlds, a world with different uh, advices and uh, tricks 
from Elmo. Uh, and he, of course, uh, shares quite a bit about the platform. Once again, it's really interesting to learn about jump cards. There are not too many uh, music startups, music companies out there that are so focused on musicians and the music community. So check it out, listen on for the full conversation with Elmo Lovano, the founder of Jamcard. Hope you enjoyed. Elmo, welcome to Music Growth Talks. I'm excited to welcome you to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So I do want to start by talking about Jamcards. You know how to intrigue people. I signed up for, for an account two or three months ago and still not there, which is perfectly fine. I'm not exactly the 100% right audience for there, but I'm really intrigued by what you've created there. And before we talk about the many interesting things you've been doing around the project, would you mind telling us, a bit pitching us, Gemcard? Yeah, totally. And, you know, first of all, right now we're, right now we're just in the US. Um, you know, we're really focused on quality over quantity in terms of our member base. We make sure that everyone is is embedded professional in the certain cities that we're launched in, but we will be expanding more. But I guess I said that before I even said what Jamcard is, if you're unaware. So Jamcard is the Music Professionals Network. We have an invite-only social network for vetted music pros. So Forbes wrote a story on us and said we're LinkedIn for the music industry. So there's a lot of crossover in terms of, you know, what a platform like LinkedIn does, but ours is just completely focused on music and the music industry and the professional music community. So the app, you know, you can build out your profile, which exactly has, you know, all the records you've played on, the tours you've done, your skill sets. You know, it also has status updates in that messaging. You can search for whatever you want and all that stuff. And uh, yeah, so one of the greatest selling propositions of the app is that it's used by very important people in the industry from what uh, I see. So you've got a really cool network of professionals here. So the professional musicians who get onto the platform can actually end up getting gigs through Gemcards. Is that correct? Yes, totally. And that's why, you know, we're very particular about who becomes members because we don't just want people to join and just have them. We really want to like actually bring them benefit and bring them work and opportunities and stuff. So we kind of take in, we feel we can handle and really bring value for, and it's been good. So yeah, we're currently in Los Angeles, Nashville, and Atlanta, all in the US, but we will be launching more cities this year for sure. 2019, let's go. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, that was my next question, just uh, to set some expectations for our American listeners. And for everyone else, it's uh, in like in any case, a project to keep an eye on. It's really a very important piece of this whole confusing puzzle, which is the music industry and networking for many professionals, for musicians in particular, is difficult because just for, for numerous reasons, really. And yeah, having a platform where you can connect with the right people is uh, very important. And I do appreciate that you, well, paid a lot of attention to the quality here. It makes a lot of sense. So yeah, I really want to to kind of tease the content you've been putting out because I think that you've got an amazing series there of uh, video interviews and blog posts and it really is some good stuff. And I see that it gets a lot of traction already. And uh, you've been interviewing 
some of the gem card members and talking about the different cool things related to the music gear and business aspects and things like that. It seems like you've been spending quite some time on putting this together. Definitely. <laughs> we, uh, you know, we actually have a very small team. People think our team is much bigger, but really we have a small team of completely focused people that are like, you know, we're all, you know, just obsessed with Jamcard and our community and doing whatever we can to build the network and build opportunities for our members. And, and part of the opportunities that we can build for our members is, is helping them tell their stories in unique ways. And that's a lot of, that is what our content is. Because since we are, you know, so particular on who becomes a member of the app, we still want to, you know, educate and bring value to just any musician or music lovers as well. So we're like, well, we have all these really great, you know, professionals. Let's use them to help tell stories and kind of educate in a lot of areas that, you know, music universities may not educate you in. Like we don't do you know, like, here's how you play this guitar chord or this drum beat. We don't do that. We more so do like lessons of lifestyle on the musician, you know. So we have a show called How I Got the Gig, which is a free web series. So you can go to our YouTube or our Facebook, Jam Card, two M's, one word, and all of our content's up there for free. So How I Got the Gig is an interview series where we interview pros on how they got their gig, you know, like straight from the horse's mouth. So and uh, then all different sorts of instrumentalists. So, you know, there's David Ryan Harris on John Mayer. There's Morris Hayes on Prince. There's Victoria Theodore on Beyonce. Nita Strauss on Alice Cooper. Ray Luzier on Korn. You know, Adrian X on Drake. So it crosses all genres, you know, and different instruments. Brenda Lieger on Ray Charles and how she got to writing with him. And, and really, really cool stories and how I got the gig. You can also go to our website, which is jamcard.com, two M's, one word. You can go to jamcard.com slash how I got the gig. They're all right there. We have another show called Gear Goggles, where we go behind the scenes to bands, production rehearsals, or to their sound checks and kind of run through the gear that they're using. But once again, less about, oh, how do you get that tone? And more about like, what's a production rehearsal really like? What is, you know, what, your sound check and you know what's it like on the road with you guys what's what relationship with the music director or if you're the music director what's really with the band and like kind of all, all that stuff so that's a fun show too we've done that one with we did that at kendrick lamar rehearsal for the grammys we did that at tears for fears rehearsal we have one actually coming out i believe next week shakira on stage at the forum doing sound check with shakira and her whole band excuse me and brendan buckley and in particular who's been her drummer for 20 years and you know we talk about how he's kept the gig for 20 years and the secrets of keeping a gig that long with, without ever being replaced which is very hard to do in in the freelance world you know a lot of times these touring players you know you can get replaced every tour or in the middle of the tour or whatever whatever it may be so yeah yeah so there's that show what else do we have we have um we have now these exclusives that we put up that can be you know Bruno Mars's drummer Eric Hernandez drumming to 24 Karat Magic or like Kehlani's band rehearsing at Soundcheck and showing the instrumentals without them and all their really cool arrangements that they do and all that stuff so so yeah there's there's, there's several series in there and, and we have more you know we'll be we have more coming out oh and of course what am I I'm forgetting the jam jam so 
the Jam Jam is our members-only event, and it's super fun, and we do it at pop-up locations, and we don't say where it's going to be until the day of, and we only we only talk about it in the Jam Card app. So, yes, yeah, so we just did Terrace Martin with Kamasi Washington and Ronald Bruner Jr., and just like really fantastic band at United Recording, which was, you know, it is a legendary recording studio that actually is now the jam card office as well here in hollywood and then we you know we did uh we just did a massive drummer one with aaron spears and kaz rodriguez and matt garska luke holland devin taylor rico nichols thaddeus dixon uh, i played i'm a drummer myself we did ty dolla sign at Capitol records with mike moore and this whole crazy band we did stevie wonders band at tower at the original tower records on sunset with brandon brown like all these cats so it's like so so fun and then we film them all and we release them so a lot of them once again go to our youtube or our website and some of them are in 360 so you can like spin all the way around and watch because we we set all the gear up in a circle facing in like a recording session but with the crowd directly on top of them so it really creates great energy it shows like camaraderie there's the lead any instrument because everyone's equal there's no like center stage in the front everyone has their own it's a circle you know so it really creates this like fair atmosphere that you know a lot of times musicians are behind an artist or whatever so this is like you know jam cards ecosystem we're we're about the musicians first and foremost you know and not just the musicians but the engineers the producers the songwriters even like the tour managers the production managers the lighting directors the front of house guys all that stuff so guys and girls of course so yeah so it's really you know, we're a supportive community. A big thing behind us is showing that the people behind the stars are stars too. And kind of proving that and kind of becoming a safe space for, you know, all these pros that a lot of the times, you know, get put in the shadow. You yeah, know, like yeah, we're about yeah, yeah. to watch, you know, the Grammys are this Sunday. So depending on when this episode comes out, maybe a couple days before or whatever, week before. But, um, you know, the Grammys are like, oh, the biggest night in music yet you just see singers and then a bunch of musicians behind them in the shadows. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, which to me, exactly what's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, it's like, it's like, I thought you said music, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like what, why are the musicians in the background? Why would it hurt to put the musicians at least not in the shadows? (laughs) That's fine. If they're standing behind them, but like, why gotta, why gotta black them out too? You know, like, come on. So, or, or even worse these days, you know, a lot of times putting the most unbelievable musicians behind LED walls, Oh, you know, yeah. so, yeah. so anyway, so we're kind of, you know, we're, we stick up for those people and really just show them love and support and help them any way we can, you know, because like, like I said, I'm a drummer. I was one of those people up until I started this company. I still am. I played a show last night, but I'm focused on jam car and I'm building the company, but like, you know, that's, these are my people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the, the, what, what you're doing is great. And uh, by the way, everything you talked about in terms of the videos and the different resources you've got, we are linking to them in the show notes. So no worries. You shared so, so much cool stuff. So I could keep asking you about everything. Jam Jam, really cool idea. I would love to be on one of the shows, but really smart <laughs> on keeping it. Invitation only and for the community. That, that does make sense. The, I got you, bro. Next time you're in a city where a jam jam is, you're on the list, bro. You got to come out. Here we go. Everyone heard that. So thank you. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> it. So, <laughs> <my word. laughs> 
No, I appreciate it. So how I got the gig will be the most popular series among our listeners. I guarantee you that. So this is the first thing they will go and check out. It's really relevant to what we talk about here on the podcast. Can you give us maybe a few examples or maybe the most common scenario of uh, a musician landing that important gig? So maybe uh, how, like approximately how many years uh, they've been doing, they've been working as session musicians before that, or any interesting insights that you think could be actionable to other musicians. Yeah, totally. who... So, so there, there are some key similarities, but one thing that is not similar with anyone is the amount of time they've been striving to do that. So certain people, you know, everyone has their own unique story. Certain people, you know, it took them 20 years of building their building their career and their craft until they finally got the gig. Other people were like a few years, you know, like we did uh, Josh Devine on One Direction, which, you know, One Direction at the time was the, the biggest band in the world. They broke like 20 world records or yeah. something like this. Some unbelievable amount of records. And Josh had never had a gig, like a touring gig, like a pro gig before that. And he got called and it was his very first gig was literally arenas, like straight to arenas. And pretty much the same thing with with Rico, with Kendrick Lamar. He got called, you know, and got the gig and was like pretty much straight to arenas. You know, obviously, obviously everyone was practicing in their, you know, in their bedroom, practice spaces and building their craft. But in terms of like, professional touring, you know, some people just jump straight into that. Other people, you know, spend years in the van, you know, and then like really trying to build one step at a time. And like I said, everyone has a different story, but the the common link is it's really about who you know and who knows you. And the other common link is that most of these big gig opportunities that are game changers or potential game changers for you will come at the last minute. And it's like tomorrow, mm-hmm. right? Like it's like, yo, because, and the same, same thing happened for me. A lot of the times you get your opportunity as a fill-in, you know, like, oh, our drummer or our guitar player broke his leg or I don't, I don't know, got sick or whatever. Like we need someone to do this show tomorrow. Can you learn? It's a one hour set, you know? So, or it's in like two days or three days or at the most next week, <laughs> you know? So I would say a big, a big message I would say to all of you listening is you're only as good as you are right now, you know? So, and I would say take that as inspiration of don't procrastinate. Don't assume that, Oh, I'm going to get this opportunity. Like maybe like, Oh, I'm going to get an audition for a gig and I'll have like two months to practice and get ready for it. It's like, no, if you got the gig offer right now, could you do it as great as they would expect or hope, you know, like, because and a lot of them are even day up. I've had opportunities. Actually, the show I did last night was a big opportunity, and I got called the night before. It was seven p.m. They're like, "We need you seven p.m. tomorrow." And I was like, "Okay." And last night was like a, a private party, and it was with John Mayer and Pharrell and Haim and all these people for Ron Perry's birthday, the chairman of, of oh. Columbia. You know, so oh. it's like if I wasn't ready, if I wasn't ready, I could have done that. Yeah, you know, so just be ready. Be hungry. You never know when an opportunity is going to strike. That opportunity always strikes when you're not expecting it. <laughs> so 
just be as good as you can right now. Don't be like, oh, tomorrow I'll be better next week, next month, whatever. I'm going to start this. Like wherever you're at right now is where you're at. And all that stuff, the music industry is very last minute. Yeah. 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 Like most of those opportunities are like, yo, in uh, on the, you know, on the label side or, or whatever side are like, oh, panic. We need someone right now or tomorrow or next week. So practice your butt off, you know, study you know, learn whatever you can, even if, even if you're not in LA or in a major music market or whatever, you know, like watch the jam card content, watch any content you can that like kind of really lets you know what the atmosphere is going to be like. So you can be as prepared as possible. And the other thing that we go into a lot with the Brendan Buckley episode on Shakira is like, is be cool, be nice. Don't act like you're the star, you know, like make everyone feel around you that they're important, you know, and everyone's equal. And that'll go far. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good life advice that you can apply to to day to day activities. So, w- w- what you mentioned about the being in the cities, I really wanted to uh, to get your opinion on that as well. So, there there is a number of music industry hubs in the U.S. where well, you are currently active in in some of them. So, f- what chances do musicians have not been? located in these kind of hubs from your experience where someone is called and to just fly over, you know, to uh, to LA to perform somewhere, but they are in a place with not that developed music scene or like how important is it to be in Nashville, LA, New York, Atlanta, and so on? Totally. So essentially, so go back to where I said, it's all about who you know and who knows you, right? So There's two ways that you can be known or know somebody. Number one, in the physical world, you live in LA, you're surrounded by these people in LA. Number two, the digital world, right? Our internet, Jamcard, Instagram, all these other platforms, right? So if you're not in a physical city, then that just leaves option number two for you, right? Which is the, the digital world. So how you can be as productive as possible is by focusing on your digital presence, right? Like, What is your digital image? You know, Elmo the drummer or whatever you are, you're focused in that. So when I hear about you, like if someone hits me up and I'm like, yo, I need a new guitar player. I'm like, and they're like, oh, check out my friend Andrew. He plays guitar. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, you know, and like, let's say you're not in the, you know, the jam card city. So I'm like, all right, what's his Instagram? All right. So then I go to your Instagram. If I don't see a video of you playing guitar or whatever your skill is in that first scroll, I'm not going to dig. Yeah. You know, because there's other options that's way easier to find. So I'm not going to dig. And then if I do see one, you have about three seconds of my attention in order to engage me. Right. So make that video as clean as you can. And you don't need crazy production. I don't even look for that. I just want to see like a clean, you know, well lit video that you can even shoot on your iPhone or your Android. That's like clear. Oh, here's here's this person playing. Here's their sound. Here's their style. And you can tell quickly, you know, I'm a music director. I can tell in seconds, you know, if you have good technique, if you have good timing, if you have good tone. You know, those are all things that are very easy to determine, you know, which are the main things that you're looking for in a gig. So the other thing would be, if it's not Instagram, if I Google you, can I find you? So focus on your own personal SEO keywords. And depending on what your name is, that'll be easier or harder for you. But make a website, you know, make that website simple. Don't give me 20 options of things to click through, you know, 
make it like, okay, I do this. There's a little bit about me, you know, and really present yourself in an honest way, but in the, in the best way you can, which is just clean, you know, compared like in business, you know, you make, you make a funnel right on these like websites. You're, you're familiar with this yeah, as an entrepreneur. Definitely. So it's like, what is the path? that you want the person finding you to like go down and see like, okay, this is my best video. I want them to see this. And this is my second best video. I want them to see this. This is my biggest accolade or, or thing, you know, whether it's like, oh, I went to Berkeley or I did this. You're like, just put that there. You know, it's enough for me to be like, okay, okay this person, well, yeah, yeah, I'll consider this person, you know? So, so really, so if you're in one of those cities where there's a lot of opportunity, then you have that as a benefit and you have your digital world but if you're not in one of those cities where there's a lot of opportunity then just focus on your digital world because i do hear all the time like you know one of my friends kaz for example is a drummer in london unbelievable musician he you know he's his instagram following is growing and just his following in general i think he's about to hit a hundred thousand followers or whatever but josh groban found him on instagram or youtube or one of those things and was like oh this guy's great even though I'm in LA, I really love this guy's sound. And artists like that can afford to to bring someone to LA or to wherever they are. Yeah. You know, so and yeah. by the way, it's not all just to America. I have friends here in LA that are amazing musicians that get plucked to do gigs in Eastern Europe from an Eastern European artist that's not really known internationally, but domestically they're very big. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So it goes both ways or in Asia or wherever it may yeah. be. Yeah. You know, so but that's all because your digital presence right there. Yeah, the, I, I like your advices here, the actionable and uh, uh, it's important to take care of uh, all your platforms, in my opinion. Sometimes musicians yeah. uh, assume that they can have control over how exactly they will be discovered, like preparing a press kit, uh, which may be useful, but uh, in most cases... Uh, the professionals that might be interested in you won't end up even getting it. They will just look you up on Instagram, just as you you mentioned. I don't think that every musician out there still has this like understanding of, of the importance of their uh, social media presence, not just for building a fan base and listen and finding listeners, but for business networking as well. But, but speaking of pre press uh, kits, actually, so uh, EPKs, like uh, one sheets and things like that, Old school, still relevant. What's your opinion? Yeah, one sheets are good. You know, it's definitely old school. You know, I would think that's step two. You know, step one would be, you know, the social layer that everyone can access. Because yeah. step two, the EPK only comes from when someone is like, hey, I like what I saw, send yeah. me more. Yeah. Or unless you're strictly communicating with someone over email. But, you know, even then, I feel like if you're a musician an Instagram or Jamcard or or something or a YouTube can show you better than an than a one sheet because a one sheet is text. Yeah. Right. So if we're speaking music, gotta have that audio. And then EPKs, like in terms of a video EPK, you know, is cool if it's well done, but it's very hard to do well. That's you true. know? True. So I would say the the other thing in terms of EPK and in terms of your image and your digital identity, as we were talking about is really hone into yourself and think of like what your dream gig is. Cause I'll ask people all the time, what's your dream gig? You can have any gig in the world right now. What is it? And most people freeze. They're like, I don't know. 
I'm like, oh. you should know that answer because that's the path that you should head towards. Yeah. Right. If your dream gig is Foo Fighters, right? Let's just say you should put Foo Fighters, not just, not just I want to play in arenas, but I want to play in arenas with the Foo Fighters, right? Because then you can at least move towards that image and everything about you, the kind of songs you're playing to, the kind yeah. of content you're putting out, all that kind of stuff. Because if not, a thing that I see all the time that even happened to me is you're like, oh, I want to play arenas. And you're like, okay, cool. Next thing you know, you're playing arenas with a country artist and you're like, I don't like country music, you know, but I took it because it's paying me yeah. and, you know, and it's arenas. But then you get there and you're like, shoot, like I'm close to my dream, but I'm not actually there because I'm, I'm in the wrong genre. Right. And that's just an example. It can be rap or whatever, whatever isn't your path directly. Right. So like think about who you, who you would love to work with, because let's say it's Foo Fighters again. And you're like, I want to be in the Foo Fighters. So you keep driving towards that and your image and everything. And then it's like, Oh, Queens of the Stone Age has an availability. You're like, Oh, I'll take that too. That's in my wheelhouse. <laughs> you know, like these are extreme examples, obviously, but it, this, it happens. Not bad examples. I wouldn't mind doing something with uh, even of these bands. No, no, I got you. <laughs> I got your points. It does make sense. So we've got a funnel. You mentioned the funnel. Okay. So uh, as search engine, social media, a layer, very important. And uh, I like the emphasis you you put on Instagram in particular. There is also YouTube. We can consider it a social media platform in a way. And uh, then you may start communicating with someone you want to reply as quickly as possible, because most probably if someone hit you up, they need uh, a gig yesterday. And uh, then if you if they're asking for more information, you still want to have something ready to show that you uh, have a professional approach to that and have something formal to show them. Totally. What, what, what happens on the, like, how to close a deal? I, I mean, clearly a difficult question, but you mentioned being open, honest, cool earlier. What other advice you would give for email communication, for example, or, or being on the call, like being playing a bit like cooler or like... Is there room for making it up a little bit or being completely honest or? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think honesty is good because if you, if you exaggerate anything and then you get the gig and they're like, you said you had this or that, and then you don't, that's bad. Yeah. You know, but I would say like, I think more things that what people look for that, you know, that you should have in terms of your preparation is have a passport, you know? Yeah. Because once again, let's say they're like, oh yeah, we, we, you're, let's say you're in Chicago And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're hiring you, blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. We need you to do this tour. It's in 10 days. It starts in London, right? If you don't have a passport, you're, you're not going to be able to get one in yeah. 10 days, right? Maybe it's going to cost you way too much money. You don't have that much money or whatever it may be. You know, like, so all the different things you can do to be ready is that. Don't lie about your resume ever. Don't exaggerate, but also don't underestimate yourself. You know, so I would you know, believe in yourself and, and see what you have, you know, and then also just try to build the most assets you have, you know, a good asset is some great equipment, you yeah. know, so save up and get the gear of your dreams or whatever. That sounds good for what you want to do, you yeah. know? So, yeah, I mean, no, this is good. It doesn't, yeah. need, it doesn't need to be crazy, you know, <laughs> don't go over the top because you don't want to seem like too eager either. You want to, you want to be hungry. And you said a great thing, which is like, Yeah, if I email you or someone emails you or texts you or whatever, better. I mean, you got early bird gets the worm, right? So you got to eat that <laughs> immediately yeah. because 
I could be like, I need a guitar player. This is this. I hit up four people. If one of them responds to me instantly, I'm already in communication with them. If you respond the next day, I could have already hired that person. Yeah. So, yeah. and then you're like, oh, sorry, I'll, I'll consider you for next time. And then you're going to be like, oh, great. And that was just because I was, you know, my girlfriend wanted to go to dinner and then I had to hang with her family, whatever, respond to people. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't have to be instantly, but like you should, you know, if you're a musician, you know, really treat it like you use the word musicpreneur, which I like, right? Like you're an entrepreneur. Like if you're a drummer, bass player, singer, artist, whatever you may be, you are representing yourself until you have representation. So you have to be your own manager. And the better you are at being a manager, the better you're going to be at work and getting work. So respond to people, be communicative, you know, give them what they ask for as quick as possible, be kind and respectful. And then, you know, closing the deal, I guess you asked about would be like getting the gig, you know? So there's a different process for everybody with that. But the more things that you have aligned, if you can answer all their questions and give them what you want or what they want fast, you have a great chance. Do you have to uh, have a, a lawyer walk with a lawyer to review the contract and stuff? Or usually it's not really required for session musicians? For session musicians, if you're doing a recording, it should. I mean, if it's on a major label, it's going to be union or industry standard anyways. Yeah. Um, if it's an independent artist or an unsigned artist, you know, then you have wiggle room to negotiate. For, for but in terms of a recording, I mean, really, there's there's two questions. Is it's like, are you getting paid just as a contractor, freelancer, and you're just getting paid a flat session rate, or are you also getting songwriting credit, mechanical royalty? or neighboring rights, you know, like, are you getting a point or a fraction or, or any percentage of, of the song, or are you just getting paid to do your work? Yeah. And there's, you know, both things happen still today. So got to know what that is in terms of tour. Yeah. They'll give you a contract, dude. It, it, look, if someone hands you a contract, it's always great to have a lawyer review it. Yeah. You know, I, I, would, I would definitely encourage that. Just so you can even understand, because a lot of times, you know, it's in legalese and you're like, I don't know what this means, but you don't want to be like, I don't know what this means. I'm just going to sign it, you know, because you want to know what you're getting into. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So do you need a lawyer ahead of time? You don't need one ahead of time. Is it good to have one in your back pocket? Totally. Yeah. 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 That's that's a good advice. Essentially, clearly, you don't need to have uh a lawyer and a retainer all the time, but uh, just knowing yeah. someone may help and educating yourself at, at this stuff. There is a bunch of books that can at least get you introduced to the confusing legal terms in the music industry. Some things change all the time, but still there is a bunch of resources for that. Everything you need to know, everything you need to know about the music industry, yeah, yeah, get the newest edition. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is what my, my, I think my first music industry book. Yeah, the, the, yeah. The, there is, um, yeah, and 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 so to everything you mentioned, so practicing also. You you mentioned it uh, earlier in the conversation. It's clearly very crucial to be good at your craft uh, because uh, this is the only way you will end up with any kind of cool music gigs. Uh, so that I I guess is just something that goes without saying. Although you, I, I guess you recommend getting practice through different smaller gigs and not just sitting in your garage and playing. So oh yeah, play with people. So just as expected, but uh, but but wanted to confirm that. So yeah, sounds like a lot of hassle, but definitely something that's <laughs> like 
like I said, you're an entrepreneur, right? Yes, Entrepreneur's exactly. A hustler. Yes, yeah. You know, like you're not the only one trying to do what you're doing. Yeah. You know, so you've got to be as good as you possibly can, right? And why not try to be better every single day? So if you want to be a drummer, you should be drumming every day. You know, if you want to be a guitar player, you should be playing guitar every day because there's other people that are, you know, or, you know, whatever instrument it may be or whatever. Even if, even if you're, you know, want to be a, a music lawyer, you should be drafting contracts and reviewing contracts every day, <laughs> you yeah, know, like get true. good at that, yeah. whatever it may be, because, you know, it'll just become you. And when it becomes you, then people can see when it's time for you to do that audition or that meeting or whatever, it'll seep out of you naturally. It'll be organic. People can see your passion and people resonate with passion, you know, and authenticity. So I think that's like the secret sauce in Jamcard is we're not a tech company started by tech people because there was a market that was identified, yeah. you know, yeah. it's like, like I started Jamcard because I'm a drummer and a music director and I really wanted these things. So, and like, so the authenticity and the passion, like people resonate with that. So do that. Yeah. <laughs> no, good. Uh, absolutely. Uh, great advice. And uh, going back to the recommendation you gave uh, earlier, it makes a lot of sense for musicians listening to us to go to your web properties and check out the interviews you put out, some really high quality content and uh, uh, great additional advice. So I want our listeners to, uh, to stay hungry for more information from you. And uh, yeah, let me know if you have uh, any additional tip or, or advice to, uh, to our listeners, or maybe you uh, want to tease something else you, you're working on for the next half a year or for 2019, besides what you already mentioned. Yeah, I would say, um, first of all, wh- wherever you are, follow us you know, on Instagram, subscribe on YouTube our website and and message us let us know where you're at and where you want us to come because we're listening and we're kind of like you know we're determining right now what our next cities are you yeah. know so it's like yeah. and we're gonna go you know where the demand is so so follow us on our socials hit us up keep up to date with us and talk to us you know we we respond to people and we're listening and also my my personal page besides gem card you can follow me i'm elmo lovano l-o-v-a-n-o and um yeah gem card is far more active jam card posts every day on instagram i'm you know i don't always do that because i'm gonna run the company but <laughs> but uh but i'm i'm fairly active as well so you know hit us up and let, let us know where you want us to come and keep in touch yeah yeah we appreciate that for sure and uh, once again to anyone listening we're linking to everything to all the social media profiles and uh, in the website and the youtube channel and all that stuff in the show notes so yeah i mean so so many actionable tips here i love that so really the kind of stuff i I like uh getting out of my guests on this podcast so elmo appreciate what you've shared let's keep in touch we will be keeping an eye on the platform and i wish it turns into even bigger success than it is now already thanks andrew i appreciate that man good talking with you Thanks to Elmo once again and I hope all of you guys enjoyed this conversation. If you have any feedback, be sure to let Elmo know on Instagram, on Twitter, he's really active on social media, so just 
tag him or leave a comment on his uh, you know, photo video on Instagram, whatever you prefer. Uh, I'm pretty sure he will appreciate that and feel free to tag me as well, all as usual. Uh, and if you have feedback, just hit me up. Uh, uh, via email or uh, a comment as well. Yeah, and just as a reminder, if you haven't subscribed to this uh, podcast yet, if you're just listening to it uh, because of the newsletter or maybe it's the first episode of Music Growth Talks that you discovered uh, and you haven't been subscribed just yet, uh, it really is the best way not to miss uh, a new show. So just uh, go to musicgrowthtalks.com for the links to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, subscribe in the app uh, you're using for podcasts, whatever it is, and uh, never miss uh, a new episode. And as a side note, uh, I think about this podcast we are creating as something that uh, uh, is relevant to different uh, kinds of musicians. I like when my episodes are focused on one segment, let's say, one type of creative, so it's perfectly fine. Uh, if you see a new title of an episode, you read the description and see that it may not be necessarily relevant to you. I still would recommend listening to it because usually we talk about so many different things uh, on, on Music Growth Talks, uh, so beyond what in the, it's, it's in the description or the title. But uh, watch out for new episodes and there will almost certainly be something that speaks to you and to what you do, to what, what kind of a musician, a producer, an artist you are. And if uh, it happens that you don't see anything interesting for too many episodes, just let me know. Once again, I really appreciate your feedback and will be glad to consider doing an episode on the topic that you asked me to cover. Thank you all and till the next episode of Music Growth Talks. You've been listening to Music Growth Talks with Andrew Apanov. Find more episodes and subscribe at musicgrowthtalks.com.